Are you Tony's stank? Well, hello, folks, and welcome back. We're back with another episode of Delivery for Tony Stank. Today we're talking about episode two of What If, which asked the question, um, what if T'Challa was uh, was Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill? So um, we'll get into the episode, but um, it was great. It was really good. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it in more detail, though. But um, first of all, I just want to say thank you again so much for your support. It's been so much appreciated, all your um likes, retweets, follows on, on Twitter, the downloads, um, the feedback I've had has been unbelievable. Um, so thank you very much. I am making some slight changes to my sort of schedules and stuff. Um I've struggled with time to get this uh this podcast recorded, edited and out, which is why it's a little bit later than normal. So I'm gonna be just streaming one day um a week on Twitch. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitch already, it's obviously Massey1903. Um, it just gives me time. Um, so I'll be streaming on a Tuesday night. It means it gives me the Thursday to um, to get this all sorted because I want to be doing this long term um, as well as Twitch, obviously. Uh, but it just gives me time to, to kind of get things sorted there. But again, thank you so much for your support. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay, so um, we start off with the obviously the title scenes and our, our watcher played by um, by Jeffrey Wright. Um, I'm really liking the title scenes. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. It's like a um, it feels like a um a standard kind of animated show titles, but it I don't know. It just hits differently for me. It just hits really differently. So yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. And then that obviously leads into um us seeing the coordinates uh for for Morag and the um the setup for Morag the abandoned planet. Now this is obviously a um a complete um parallel to the opening to Guardians of the Galaxy when we saw Peter Quill as Star Lord turn up and uh, have on the awesome mix. Is that the first one? I think that's the first song. Anyway, yeah. Um, but uh, it's a lot more. Um, it's a person that's a lot more controlled, a lot more kind of uh, straight in the in his task and what he's what he's doing he goes straight to the um to collect the orb uh now obviously we know this is the chala we we we're also aware of this um as that is what the whole episode is about um but yeah a couple of, of slight differences so he obviously as I say there's there's no awesome mix um he he kind of just does things uh exactly what he used to do um he also with a trap it's quite an interesting uh thing that he does he uses it in his hand and in, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy he actually uh Peter Quill pops on the ground uses it that way um T'Challa Star-Lord uses it on his hand uh and pulls it out that way um then we <laughs> we have Korra turn up so uh I keep saying his name wrong Digimon Hansu uh who also played Korra in the first one uh, again, a, a complete parallel to the Guardians of the Galaxy opening, um, where when Korath turns up, uh, Peter Quill, you know, says, "You may know me as another name, Star Lord." Who? 
that's Digimon Hansu. Uh, this time, um, as soon as T'Challa reveals his face, uh, Korath knows that it's that it's Star Lord and starts groveling to him. It's like a Star Lord fanboy, uh, which is <laughs> brilliant. And they have this sort of uh, this sort of fight or sparring, as as Korath put it, where um, throughout the whole fight or throughout the whole spar. Korath is asking if this is okay and, <laughs> and clearly wanting to be uh want to do things the right way for for T'Challa for Star-Lord. It's a, it's such a great um it tells us how influential uh T'Challa as Star-Lord is compared to, to Peter Quill. Um obviously his it, it, as we know him in the MCU his his influences as king and um or, or prince at first, of course, then and then as king, um, and he obviously has the the love and adoration of his people, and it just shows, it just tells us that that is his character, um, because now even in space, in a completely separate setting from Wakanda, um, he is he is still as influential and still as um, obviously charismatic and and uh, a leader, um, then. <laughs> <laughs> than what he would be on 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 Earth and Wakanda as well, and obviously compared to Star Lord, who's basically a Joker. He's basically uh um, uh, sorry when I say Star Lord, I mean Peter Quill, who's basically a Joker, um, and doesn't take himself or things too seriously. So yeah, so this fight with uh, with Korath um and T'Challa does uh win. He does he does beat him, um, and then uses the uh. He uses the uh, metallic magnetic key kind of thing as like a weapon as well. Um, he does that during sort of the start of the fight and stuff as well. Um, and then um, Korath is obviously what to do part of Chala's gang wants to wants to run with him, <laughs> uh, and the Chala after fighting him ends up literally carrying him, taking him over his shoulder. And outside waiting for him is uh, is Korath's backup. Um who and then uh they're basically telling him to stop and 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 what take him in like custody or whatever. And uh and yeah, then um he tells us that a ravager never never flies solo. Obviously it doesn't it doesn't uh whatever he's wanting to happen doesn't happen immediately. He has to say it again and there's a fantastic line where uh where one of the the faceless goons I can't remember what they're what they're called um it asks is is that might be a catchphrase or something uh and then we, we see yondu turn up with his uh with his trusty arrow and because these are faceless goons and because these aren't uh humans we can see them get killed by yondu's arrow um and uh and yeah there's a fun there's a really great kind of from the start a great chemistry between yondu obviously again played by michael rooker uh and and t'challa um which is, again, as we'll kind of keep going back to the parallel of the actual Guardians of the Galaxy film, but it's the, the parallel, it seemed, it always seemed to be that, um, that with Yondu and uh, Peter Quill, there was like a, a tough relationship, a tough love relationship, and uh, actually quite a broken relationship um, that none of them really, obviously, you know, the, the, things weren't, weren't really in a good place until they were fighting ego together in a case of life or death. But from the from the off with uh with T'Challa and Yondu, 
it's it's very much that they're they're um partners or you know even closer than partners in a in uh in like a, a friendly sense or like in a, in a work sense if you, if you know what i mean uh they're like batman and robin or um probably more equal to perfectly honest um or even family you know um there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of like respect and uh and um obvious chemistry between them um they also kind of talk about so here we see a bit more about um again chala's influence on ravagers yondu is obviously the leader of the of the ravagers and they talk about less about stealing and making money and more about helping galaxies and species and uh using the power uh power stone to uh or sort of i don't know if they know what it is but the orb to restart um uh restart dying stars and things like that um so it's, it's definitely a lot more as they kind of allude to later on, a lot more Robin Hoody than uh, than the the typical kind of Ravagers as we know them, which was the the the, the led by the Peter Quill Star Lord, um, or that kind of thing. But it was more about being outlaws and and uh, maybe not doing things to the to the more morally correct sort of thing. Um, this is you know as I say to Charles influence into Chala's leadership is has always been about you know doing the best for Wakanda or the best for what what he thinks is morally right and that obviously shows that he has um done that with with these ravagers and stuff as well uh, one little um easter egg that we kind of get as well now I, I did actually see this as part of my um as part of what I do for before I record is I watch the, the episode a couple of times and I also watch new rock stars if you've not watched them they're fantastic on YouTube um, Eric Voss goes into a lot of detail about uh, easter eggs and, and breakdowns and things like that uh, and one of the things that he picked up which I think is uh, again shows a lot about um, T'Challa is the the ship so the ship in Guardians of the Galaxy was called Milano and I believe that was after um, the, the actress that was in oh what was it called there was like a, there was a TV show about um, witches, but Alyssa Milano wasn't it? I think she was like quite a big uh, star or in America anyway at that time. Uh, but this time the ship's actually called the Mandela. Um, you know Nelson Mandela obviously is a um or was a um, a political figure um around about a time when 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 T'Challa was picked up by Yondu back in nineteen eighty eight. They say um so again it shows where where t'challa's kind of uh influence lies and what he's been influenced by and stuff as well so then we get uh, a scene where um it's the flashback scene um that we see t'challa as a as a kid on wakanda with his um with his dad uh t'chaka who is voiced by the the um the actor who voiced him in the uh in the black panther and civil war films um and then t'challa is picked up uh as as the the watcher says um wrong place wrong time he's picked up by again yondu ship the, the ravagers um but the what if in this time the, the reason that it was t'challa instead of peter quill this time uh was because uh yondu passed the job on to taserface and craglin <laughs> 
again, there's a, there's a fantastic part where, where Yondu says, you know, does this look like Peter Quill to you? And Kraglin tells him that he's got, well, it's all, all humans look the same to me. Uh, two ear holes, two eye holes, and a, and a feed hole. <laughs> or an eat hole, sorry, he says. <laughs> um, so that's how it becomes uh, T'Challa instead of instead of Peter Quill, which is, which is a great, um, but, you know, we think of, obviously, you know, Kraglin looks like a human. Uh, but he is obviously part of an alien uh, race. I'm not quite sure what race. Um, but uh, they obviously, you know, don't see, don't aren't able to distinguish between humans like 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 we are. And then yeah, um, T'Challa is hardly even phased by what's happening. Um, and uh, and he says that he wants to see uh, wants to see the world. And Yondu says, you know, how about um, instead of one world, we can explore the whole whole universe basically so then we're transported over to contraxia which in gardens of galaxy volume 2 this is the place uh it's kind of um snow there's a lot of snow and stuff like that um the the ravagers uh end up seeing sylvester sloan's ravager team for the for the first time in our movies um in gardens of galaxy volume 2 they are there are the sort of lower levels with like the, with like the sex robots stuff. It's kind of it's kind of all it's kind of icky. It's kind of icky, very very icky. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't like that sort of thing. Very icky. But this time they are up in the with the classy people. Um, it seems like up in the uh, the higher levels. Um, again, obviously alluding to T'Challa's influence. T'Challa's um almost uh T'Challa's kind of what's the word natural hierarchy in that he's he's meant to be uh a leader or a, a, in these higher sort of like classes kind of thing basically and they they all sit around the table with with drinks and 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 chat about war stories korath is now here and he asks them what their favorite their favorite thing was what their favorite heist what their favorite planet they saved was asks them about all the, all the different ones and even says about how, uh, basically asks how we managed to stop the the, the mad titan Thanos, uh, from, from what he was wanting to do from the uh, from obviously the, the snap he said it's from from decimating half the universe, and then this is where we, <laughs> this is where we get the incredible um, reveal, the incredible reveal that Thanos is part of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hand round, he puts his arm round uh, and around Korath and says, "I'm I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong." Now, so in the credits, you do see Josh Brolin's name. I thought, I the start credit, sorry, I thought that it would be a case of you know potentially the Ravagers against Thanos or or something along those lines. I wasn't hundred percent sure what it would what it would kind of be. But to see the reveal that Thanos is, is literally one of the boys just absolutely hammers home how influential T'Challa is when he's able to just speak to Thanos or, or do something to influence Thanos from the Thanos that we, that we know in the MCU, that our movies, was so single-mindedly focused on getting all the Infinity Stones creating the snap and decimating half of the universe, killing, or sorry, removing, blipping out half of the universe. 
for T'Challa to be able have, to have talked him to a place where he understands that that is not the only way. And again, this is a guy over 10 years has been had been focused on this one thing for T'Challa to have been able to make him see that there is more than just that way. Again, it speaks absolute testament, absolute volumes for for T'Challa's influential charisma and an incredible uh, way with way with words. Obviously, you know how I can't even fathom to think about how he was able to convince Thanos that the one thing that he thought he was inevitable. You know, he even says that I am inevitable. That it was inevitable that it was to happen. That he was to decimate half the universe with a, with with one snap, and six Infinity Stones. Uh, for for T'Challa to be able to change, it just I can't understand. It's it's impossible to understand how he would have done that, and I don't mean that in a completely unbelievable way. It's completely believable that he would have done this, but I would love to know, absolutely love to know, what he did to make Thanos see that there's a different way that there's a there's a that it doesn't have to be this genocidal kind of uh way of doing it so staying on contraxia we then meet the bartender uh who is drax <laughs> drax the destroyer uh and tells the child his, his money is is not uh is not welcome here uh <laughs> no seriously we only take cash <laughs> in typical drax uh dry um kind of fashion uh <laughs> it's just it's brilliant now obviously drax isn't voiced by dave batista the, the writers and the creators of the show did say they wanted to get batista to do it uh but for whatever reason he was not not able we have a i'm not quite sure who the actor is that voiced him but it sounds relatively like batista is it's enough to you know that you, you know it's you know it's drax you know that it's uh that it's him, obviously he looks like him as well. And he recognizes Star Lord, recognizes Chala, asks if he can get a, a picture for his wife and daughter. So again, a, a kind of a, a, another great thing to come from this is that, that Drax isn't um doesn't lose his family. He's he's still obviously a family man. And it's a nice little touch for for Drax and for what things have changed just because we have T'Challa instead of uh Peter Quill as Star Lord. So um yeah, it's 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 lovely to see that. It's uh it's it's heartwarming. Make sure I shed a tear. Lovely. Uh then we have Nebula show up. Uh Nebula turns up and uh and speaks to T'Challa. Obviously they have some sort of history. She knows um she knows him. Uh calls him uh Cha Cha calls him Chacha, and she has like little to no cybernetics. There's, there is still a bit around her eye, um, which I don't know, I'm not 100% sure how she got that, if that was part of Thanos. Uh, but, but basically, you know, Thanos hasn't tortured her and stuff, uh, as he's already, he's, he's a good guy. Um, now, or he's seen the error of his ways kind of thing, so he's not uh, focused on the, on the one, the one path of, uh, of the uh snap which means that he doesn't have the need or doesn't feel the need to obviously torture uh nebula and then she so she looks apart from being like blue but she looks like relatively normal relatively well adjusted and stuff so it's um yeah it's 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 
again, another great little thing to see, another nice little story. She then uh, she then tells T'Challa about um, about a job that she has for him, and it's collecting uh, the, the embers of Genesis, which uh, can essentially restart dying planets with literally or restart uh, dying planets and ecosystems with literally just uh, a couple of seeds from it. Um, and obviously with T'Challa, he, as we said, we, he's he kind of driven to more the war towards helping people. And I mean, with this sort of tool, he could help millions, uh, billions, trillions, kajillions. I don't know what's more than kajillions. I don't even know if kajillions is a real thing. It, it is. It is. I'm saying it is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, and so Nebula then, then obviously tells them that it is with the Collector. Um, Anlar Tavan. Uh... We hear we we learn that the collector is um basically the big bad. He's the he's when Thanos went straight as as he says there was a power vacuum that needed filled, and Tanlir Tavan is the one who stepped in and 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 filled that. So he is now essentially as a you know when we say how T'Challa so influential on the good side, he's now obviously the, the influential uh part on the on the on the bad side. He stepped in and took the power that Thanos um vacated for for himself. So they have a, a meeting about the uh, about the job and uh, you know Yondu the, the guys are 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 a bit like are not wanting to do it because of obviously who it is of the collector and how he'll kill them essentially as essentially a suicide mission. Um Yondu then storms off um and the child has a wee chat with him. They talk about how uh <laughs> they talk about how they steal from the rich and give to the poor like um like your hero uh Robin Leach. Now again on, on, on New Rock Stars, uh they talked about how Robin Leach was like uh was actually well so obviously Yondu meant Robin Hood. Uh, apparently Robin Leach was a was a person that was like uh apparently really wealthy or was um maybe not didn't have the interest of anyone else in heart apart from being apart from himself sort of thing so uh it, it's quite quite funny that he um got the name incorrect with with someone like that when also mean meaning robin hood uh and the child tells him that they've been doing smaller jobs you know been helping out people as they can but with this one big job they can they can make a real massive difference to the to the universe. And then obviously Yondu tells us about how he's never been any good at saying no um to Chala. So again, showing the influential part of of the Chala as Star Lord. Okay, so then obviously T'Challa has influenced Yondu to um go ahead with with the mission with him. And they they talk about the job. They talk about what the plan is. So um it is still on nowhere uh the the severed head of the celestial being where um Tavan is his collection is kept uh they talk about how the the black order are the ones that are running security for Tavan who are obviously you know um Thanos's uh old crew crew yeah they were his no the followers right the followers of Thanos i think they were called we'll call them his crew they were his crew. They were his 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 
brothers, his sisters, his uh, gang. Thanos gang, the Than gang. They were the Than. They were the Than gang. There we go. We've got it. They were the Than gang before. Uh, but then obviously when he went straight, they they went to work for the Collector, who, as we say, is, is the power in the uh, in the universe. Um, they talk through the the plan, which is um that the T'Challa's gang, uh, Korath and and Thanos will create a distraction to get the um to get the the Black Order away from security so they can sneak T'Challa in um on the little trolley thing that they have that doesn't have wheels because it's obviously in space. The floating trolley. Um and that obviously works. So they they get inside and um and yeah once um once the distraction has been seen by Proxima Midnight, who is the the tall uh kind of female one, I believe. <clears throat> um she realizes it's it's a distraction and obviously T'Challa is already inside. Um and he actually he walks past uh Cosmo, the space dog, who we see in Guardians of the Galaxy as well, walks past the Dark Elf, and then our boy, which we spoke about in the last episode, Howard the Duck, voiced by Seth Green, who is back uh for that. Um Howard the Duck, if you're not sure who he is, there was a film in the nineties, I think it was Steven Spielberg, and it's like known as one of the worst films. <laughs> it's meant- I've not seen it, but it's meant to be absolutely terrible. I'm not going to bother seeing it. But we saw Howard the Duck in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy um, in the post-credits. I can't remember if it was one or two. Um, I'm sure it was one. Yeah, it would be one, wouldn't it? We've seen Howard the Duck anyway in a, in a quick um, in a quick scene. But we get to... The child has interaction with him. He Howard uh, is trying to tell him where the fauna is, where the, the fauna part of the museum or the collection is, so he can get the... Obviously, collect the embers and uh ends up breaking them out just so we can show them because it's it's quite a um it's quite a complicated route there well he makes it sound complicated anyway talking about having a a ralph and a louis which i'm believing is is right and left um <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing that i'm just guessing that um uh, but yeah so the the he manages to to release him then obviously it's um this is when Proxima Midnight realizes that there is a the the distraction that caused the riot is a distraction, and locks down the building. The Chala manages to uh, get through like the in, it's like Indiana Jones style gets through like the closing door, which takes him into into the garage into the or if you're American takes him into the garage. 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 Yeah, I can't do an American accent. I apologize. This then, um, there, there's, there's a, there's a great shot of the, of the garage, um, the garage, the, anyway, there's a great shot in there of the different spaceships that the collector has, uh, in his collection. So we do see a Nova Corps spaceship. Um, we do see, uh, the Grand Master ships there. We see Hank Pym's Quantum Realm ship as well. The Sakarian ship as well, uh, at the top right. So that's the the ship that um, the Sakarian ship is the ship that Nebula gets and flies straight into Thanos <laughs> uh, in Infinity War. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of kind of Easter eggy sort of sort of stuff there. It's, it's a really really cool shot. I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, and as the Chala is going through the garage, his necklace, his um, the necklace that that we know or in in our films, it basically holds a suit. That starts to light up. Um, starts to starts to glow blue, and the the Wakandan like drum sound kind of shows and and the ship the ship actually there's a ship that um reacts to his his necklace with a a sign for Wakandan spacecraft so what this means is that obviously Wakandans were able to navigate space to some extent anyway they had a, they literally had a spaceship that uh, that we find out was what T'Chaka wanted to use to try and find T'Challa was 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 trying to find him um searching space for him and we get that with a, a hologram of the chaka where he talks about his son chala who was who was abducted and, and taken in space um so again wakandans are, are are known uh for their their technological advances which are, are miles in front of humans uh, and again obviously they've, they've taken that step further and literally in, in, into space travel um there's then a, a double cross nebula uh shows up with the collector and and yondu and they talk about how uh basically the collector what he wanted was chala he what he wanted um or nebula had a debt with the collector and, and what would pay off his debt was getting to chala as, as a part of the collection um they're then imprisoned the ravagers and, and chala and yondu are imprisoned uh in sort of an electrical electrified um fancy thingy majiggy and yondu um confirms that he knew that wakanda wasn't um destroyed which is what uh which is what t'challa alluded to in the um contraxian bar when he's speaking to nebula for the first time that there wasn't much to go back to he was told that the, that the his world was destroyed Obviously, Yondu then then admits that he was trying to try to protect him. He didn't. He didn't want him to. Um, he he needs the Ravagers as as a family. Basically, that that's kind of what he was getting at. So then T'Challa is moved into the collection, into the collector's collection, uh, and they have like a back and forth where he uh talks about how history has never looked kindly on on those clock men in cages. Now this um this resonates with the the collector's um assistant uh, i can't remember Christ, christina i think her name is um you see her face kind of like thinking about what's happening uh but that's quite this is quite important what he says and how she reacts um going forward but basically ebony ma and uh and her christina i'm sure it's christina they are are left to to sort things out with with the collection of chala uh, now Nebula is then taken to the Ravagers to see them um, by uh, she basically turns around and kills one of the Black Order um, but, so it's basically it's turned out it's actually like a triple cross essentially this was all part of the plan uh, and T'Challa getting captured is part of the plan uh, but he wanted to keep them all in the, in the dark because he knew that Yondu wouldn't allow him to go into a trap basically that's kind of um what they, they get to but then it's a case of they literally walk through and collect the the uh embers of genesis so they 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 manage to um they manage to complete the job uh 
then T'Challa manages to um, break out of his his uh, glass cage using again his necklace to break the glass. But Ebony Maw does manage to um, use his like magicy power. So Ebony Maw is, is like crazy powerful. If you think back to the the fight on Earth, the Ebony Maw and uh, the big guy, I can't remember his name, have with Iron Man, Doctor Strange, uh, and Wong, uh, and well, Bruce Banner's there, but he doesn't do anything. Uh, he's able to manipulate and control objects and things, um, to such a high level. Uh, he's he's, I think he must be one of the more powerful uh people or one of the most powerful beings, um, that that we know of. Then. He ma Ebony Maw uses the broken glass to <clears throat> to subdue um T'Challa, tying up his arms and his legs in midair. But then Clutch resistant Christina. I'm sure her name's Christina. I'm gonna keep calling her Christina. Um or Agu Aguilera, either or. She talks about how what he said about locking men up in cages um resonated with her essentially, and she shoots Ebony Maw and kills him. Again, because he's not a human, we can we can see him get killed. But again, the animation and the lighting. We spoke about this last time. The neon that you see coming off the the collectors' cases. Um, the next scene where there's where they're the Ravager trying to escape. The 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 natural lighting that they use adds so much more depth to the animation. So much more um, lifelike to these literally animated aliens it's incredible it's absolutely incredible and it's again a testament to the to the creators of the show they've they've thought of everything there's there's little nods here there and everywhere with with easter eggs and things but also um with making sure that this looks as, as stylish and as um uh as, as good as, as they can make it look and, and i think it looks phenomenal uh, i know some my wife wasn't too keen on the animation style, but I, it totally, it, it, I, I love it. I think it's, um, it totally resonates with me. It's kind of into Spider Verse E kind of thing, um, in the way that it's, that's animated and that like, I totally dig that. Like that is just fantastic, um, fantastically done. So again, like all the fucking plots to, uh, all the plots to the creators because it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant now we're then into a, a massive fight scene we have child trying to escape he's run down this uh this vast kind of um it's not a corridor it's obviously like a massive place that has all the collectors things and cases and there's literally millions potentially billions of things that he's collected over the time again just showing the the power that he has over the universe um again little hints like that 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 uh tell us a story without literally giving us the, in black and white without without literally saying the collector is powerful it it shows us it visually shows us how powerful he is like you know you, you don't you don't have some uh some amount of power without you don't have all these things and all this collection without having an incredibly powerful um uh demeanor or uh thing behind you basically but um 
but yeah, he is he is absolutely fantastic. And you know, I didn't really touch on the the collector beforehand, but he is ripped. He's like a massive hulking beast of a guy. Uh, and uh, and Benicio del Toro, who's back to to voice him, just adds so much uh, a bit of humor, a bit of gravitas to him as well. Uh, but his his he's very imposing. He's a fantastic kind of you know massive shoulders, big ripped six pack and stuff like that um showing how physically powerful he is but also again how um how mentally powerful he is to be able to control the the all these things that he has in his collection so yeah so um t'challa tries to get away but there's a a massive fist that knocks him off uh his, his path um knocks him back quite a bit and he talks about uh the collector tells him about his about the, <laughs> the big stone fist that he has uh now this is sad this is this is really sad because he talks about how he um he hacked it off the carcass of a terribly chatty cronin so what we're what that hint is at is that he's dismembered korg <laughs> dismembered korg um my name is Gog. And I do not have a hand now. <laughs> Sorry, that is a terrible accent. If you can do a better accent, if you can do a better Korg accent, I will be um send it to my Twitter. Send it to my Twitter at, at delivery MCU. because uh, that was terrible. My name is Kirk. <laughs> oh god. No, right, I'm gonna stop. I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop now. Um so yeah, he punches uh T'Challa, sends him flying, and uh and, and they set up for a fight. Now, uh Collector uses his little bracelet to take down his like weapons, like armory chest thing. And this has a lot of different Easter eggs in it because basically, well, first of all, he uses uh, a dagger from the uh, Forge and Dark Matter taken from the ruler of the Dark House. So that's obviously Malekith, uh, Malekith's dagger. Malekith is the leader of the Dark Elves um, from Thor to the Dark World, which is widely renowned as one of the best films in the MCU. Now, also in the weapons chest armory thing, we have Captain America's shield. We have Mjolnir as well. Um, so Thor's hammer. Uh, but uh, the collector uses the 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 dagger from the Dark Elves. Luckily, Chala manages to use Korg's <laughs> Korg's fist to stop the to stop the dagger getting through to him. <clears throat> but uh, the collector nasty wants it more elegant. And reveals Hela's uh, helmet, Hela's horned, uh, spiky old helmet. Um, yeah, it's again new rock stars touching this. I don't understand how he got it because she's literally the goddess of death. Uh, but it's cool nonetheless. And then he obviously recreates her, running her hands through the what they think it's hair. I I I don't have much hair anymore, but um runs through it and he uh, talks about how that woman had taste and then creates like a, a, a necro sword um, and, and, and throws that at T'Challa and actually uh, ends up spiking him against um, one of the, the cases that he, that he has collected. Uh, so T'Challa's obviously in a, in a bit of a, a bad kind of bind. We then move across to the uh, the Ravagers who are on the run from the Black Order and the um, the faceless people uh, from 
the start of the episode and of course Proxima Midnight as well. Uh, Thanos saves Nebula and saves the Ravagers and ends up getting the absolute uh, snot kicked out of him by by the group of them. Uh, there's not too much that he, that he can kind of do when he's trying to take them all on himself. Uh, but again, it shows that his heart is, is still there for, for Nebula. So throughout the, the episode, Nebula has talked about how she's lucky that um no he's lucky sorry that, that she still calls him the big guy still obviously harboring some sort of resentment towards him um but he obviously saves her and the others from from the uh from the gang and getting managing to get them out um safe we then go back to the collector and t'challa collector is a way to kill um t'challa way to use next sword again to to do that but the child does his old a ravager never flies solo and we see yondu with his with the trusty arrow and they manage to break the headpiece so it's uh literally a case of yondu against uh, sorry yondu and t'challa against um tavan but tavan tavan catches yondu's arrow breaks it um we go back to thanos fighting the black order he's still getting his the the snot kicked out of him getting the hammer blows to the back getting stabbed in the legs and there's then a gunshot out of nowhere nebulas came back to save him again a, a bit of a um bit of a re uh redemption story and nebula uses three or four of the seeds of um the embers of genesis and it grows these massive, uh, like viney kind of plant things that kill off like all the Black Order and stuff. Uh, and Thanos and Nebula escape into the Mandela and to escape to safety with with Kraglin and Taser Taserface and Korath. Um. Then we have, so so those guys are out the Ravagers are out. We're then on to um, Yondu and T'Challa who are are struggling to uh, fight with with Tavan he's uh, it's obviously a, a lot closer than than uh, than just being the average kind of two on one they do get some good shots in but he manages to to fight them off and they talk about using sticky fingers <laughs> uh <clears throat> will not uh, will not delve too much into sticky fingers uh, that can be taken a lot of different ways but basically Yondu then goes up and and tries to fight uh, Tavan one on one gets the the snot kicked out of him uh gets punched in the face numerous times um being held up by uh by tavan and that is let go when um when t'challa stands up and sets off his uh his his wee rocket booster chooses things and we see tavan go to click uh click the bracelet that obviously he used to control the weapons and things like that and see that yondu has actually stolen that off of his uh, arm so very much like what um tony stark did in endgame to steal the uh the finity stones off of thanos's arm kind of kind of along the same the same sort of lines um spoilers if you haven't seen endgame if you haven't seen endgame um <laughs> firstly what are you doing here uh secondly go watch it now and they managed to to lock tavan up in one of his cages and pass the bracelet on to um, Christina Aguilera, his little uh, his little assistant. Uh, yeah, and uh, and she uh, lets everyone out, 
lets all the collectors collection out and essentially lets them lets them go to him and let, lets them as he says karma let's <laughs> what we think is 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 they're, they're going to kill him essentially um yondu and chala managed to escape on the Wakandan spacecraft they also have a wee stowaway who is uh is, is cosmo the space dog so it's a it's a lot it's a great story that we see that we see cosmo uh, a little bit more and he gets to uh gets out of nowhere before before we see all the um the, the green plants and life come out of the uh come out of the head um t'challa and yondu have a wee chat about uh you know yondu's going to apologize to him obviously but t'challa tells him there's obviously no need he was the one who wanted to see the world and, and you just show me the universe which is a lovely touching moment again you know very easy for t'challa to still harbor resentment to still be angry at what yondu um but yondu taking him away from from his world um but uh again with it with the t'challa um t'challa's mindset and t'challa's humility able to um you know tell him that you know there's no need to apologize and stuff um again showing off the the how influential he is and how um fair he is as well uh which is yeah a, a really touching moment then we have them going back they go back to uh to wakanda they they go back to to charles homeland and um he's reunited with his family reunited with chaka shuri and uh his mum uh and he introduces the ravagers as his as his new family that he met along the way as well um there's a couple little bits and pieces where we scan across seeing um thanos talking to uh some people talking about they ask him you know it seems a bit like genocide but he says no no it was it was efficient um and it was random as well talking about this about the snap um craglin is talking to someone else talking about the uh the, the the jump um the, the what are they call the, the jump spaces uh and how they they fry your face which which jump point sorry and how they fry your face which was one of the scenes we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy two and we have Korath um speaking to another person saying about how him and T'Challa are our best friends so he's got his little uh, his little arc as well it's fantastic Chaka does ask then how T'Challa managed to end up in Yondu's spacecraft and Yondu kind of is a way to tell him the, the truth but um but T'Challa interjects and says he was lost and Yondu found him. Lovely. Again. Again the humility of T'Challa there to to not be not you know you know he was able to he's he's still to the very end um even once the once his adventure's over or once the episode is over. He's still able to be, um, you know, fair and and a leader. You know that that's something a leader does. Doesn't doesn't uh, harbor any resentment or anger or or fury or frustration. He's just able to be as as level headed as as possible. Then we go to the Dairy Queen that we saw in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and there's a cleaner mopping up listening to some 80s music i believe it's flock of seagulls um dancing about he turns around and says you know sorry we're, we're closed 
And we see that this is Peter Quill because it is Eagle that's standing there, voiced by Kurt Russell. Again, I saw Kurt Russell's name in the opening credits and uh, I wasn't sure how that would go. I wasn't sure if they'd meet Eagle along the way. But yeah, he shows up in Dairy Queen and says, Peter, can't you spare a little time for your dear old dad? And his eyes lighting up. So Peter is obviously still part um, uh, Celestial, isn't he? I'm sure it's a Celestial. Um, uh, and the Watcher talks about how this story, um, unfortunately, essentially meant the the end of the world. So, so again, the, this whole what if with just T'Challa being picked up by Yondu, essentially means that in this universe, in this uh, parallel dimension, that potentially Peter and Ego work side by side. Which again was was Ego's plan, which is what Ego wanted to happen anyway. Um, so yeah, it's it's a kind of uh, it's an ending that makes me want to know more. It's it's almost like hopefully we get an episode that's called "What If um, Peter Teams Up with Ego." That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. And then we get the the, the final the final um, uh, title card. That talks about uh, what's well, a dedicated to a friend or inspiration or hero, Chadwick Boseman. Um, so a bit bittersweet the uh, the ending there. Uh, now Chadwick Boseman apparently filmed four episodes worth of voice dialogue. Um, so I don't know if that means that we're going to potentially see more of this. Are we going to see the ego and, and Peter Quill kind of? Are we going to see them as bad guys? I don't know. I really don't know. It'd be very interesting. Or do they just leave it there as like a as like a single episode? Now we obviously know that. Captain Carter is going to be in um, season two. As I said as well, there's a picture of her with Doctor Strange in one of the season one stills. So if she's going to be recurring, does that mean that we're going to see some more of, of Star Lord T'Challa? I don't know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to see kind of kind of how it goes. But yes, that that's how the episode kind of went there. Now, one of the things I was going to do that I I totally forgot to mention last time. I want to rate things out of ten. Um, so TV shows and the films. With the TV shows, I'm going to wait till the end of them, though, before I give them a rating. Uh, I don't want to rate individual episodes. It's probably that probably the hardest thing to do. So we're going to rate them at the end. But I would say that this this episode, I enjoyed much more than Captain Carter. I loved Captain Carter. I thought it was really interesting. Um, but I feel like this is more of a um, this is more of what I was expecting from What If. Uh, it was it was more along lines of we saw the parallels like and you know there were, there were a lot more obvious or there was a hints to more of of the parallels that that changed and the lots of easter eggs and stuff in between as well so uh yeah loved it absolutely loved it i was trying to keep my cards close to my chest when folk were asking how how i felt about it uh but yeah it was incredible it was so good it was really good i've watched the episode three times now and um it doesn't let up it's it's great um each time i i find something new that i pick up on um and i, I could easily watch it over and over again but i'm so hyped for episode three i can't wait to see um what we get with that so because the, the next episode episode three of what if is about um what if loki presented himself to the governments of earth as king of asgard using all his diplomacy so is this going to be a variant Loki? Are we going to see Tom Holland back? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's going to be uh, interesting to see. But uh, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Absolutely pumped for it. Um, the the kind of, as I say, the more sort of out there things are, are what I expected from What If. You know, things like the zombies that were potentially going to be seen as well. Uh, that's kind of what I was expecting. And uh, and hopefully this next episode will be just as good as this one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think they've done a fantastic job. As I say, the first episode was great. Second episode was even better. If they can keep it up, I'm 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 all in. I'm all in anyway. I'm a Marvel nut, so I'm all in anyway. But uh, yeah, that's that's how it went. Okay, so one part of the podcast that I wanted to do um was get your thoughts on the episodes. So um, I will put a tweet out um every time I've watched an episode, and I'll ask you if if you could please 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 let me know what your thoughts were. Uh, again, at Delivery MCU on on Twitter. Just let me know your thoughts and we will um, feature them on the podcast here. So um, the first one was from Jamie, F-S- at Jamie on Twitter. Um, he said, what if Marvel episode two was a blast? What incredible cast and great seeing more iconic characters in a different light and a very fitting send off to Mr. Bozeman. Fitting indeed. Uh, we then had uh, at Mikey Cubed who tweeted, um, loved it. Was a bit apprehensive of the concept of the episode at first, but thought they nailed the tone of it perfectly. Great comedy and very emotional when it needed to be. Um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the next episode. Well, Mikey, you've heard them now. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. The uh, the concept is, as I say, pretty out there, especially compared to Captain Carter, but they smashed it. Um, at Foxy Snob, uh, loved it. Any Yondu content is cool with me. Yep, Mary Poppins. Uh, and at King Doug, uh, a letdown compared to the first one. Uh, we did kind of discuss this on this thread as well, uh, and asked what what um what made them feel let down by it. Uh, and not a big Black Panther fan for a start, so that that will be uh that will that will be quite a big reason um to not have enjoyed an episode around who you know Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa, who was Black Panther. So I completely understand it. Completely understand. There's you know not everyone's gonna. No, I was gonna love every single episode that we that is uh, that is released. That's fair enough. Um, at Corky DMNI uh, said, "I'm reading nothing into the episode, so I don't know what's going on. Interesting character arts for Yondu, Thanos, Tanalier, and the Black Order, amongst others. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. So again, the um, the the sort of feedback uh, for the episode from fans and of course from the critics and stuff as well seems to be pretty positive. Um, so um, yeah." Absolutely, I think that's. Uh, I think it's great to hear, and it's uh, it's got us off to a good start on the on the season. Now, one last thing before we finish up, there was um a, a final trailer for Eternals released. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I have tweeted about it uh, at Delivery MCU, um, or you can go on YouTube and find it on there. Again, New Rockstars did do a breakdown of it. Uh, I think it looks incredible. I think Eternals looks phenomenal. There's a question asked by um, John Snow, who is playing uh, is playing Moon Knight, I believe. Uh, he asks why they didn't help when Thanos turns up, and they, and they say that you know we're asked, we were told not to um, not to interfere uh, when it's like human conflicts and stuff. And Thanos is uh, is 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 part eternal with a a genome change or something like that. So I wonder if that might come into it as well. Don't know, but that's what it was in the in the comics, um. Anyway, but yeah, the 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 trailer makes it look so great. Like, the, oh, I mean, it's directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, 
and we see the celestials and stuff as well for the first time, like proper celestials. Um, and yeah, it 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 looks bloody brilliant. Now I won't go into too, into it too much. As I say, I have tweeted about it. New rock stars have done a breakdown of it. Um, it will be one of the films, uh, one of the content that we uh, kind of re react to when it comes out. Um. But uh, but yeah, I won't go too much into it until it's came out. But we we obviously have what if that we're dealing with just now. We've got uh, Shang Chi. I think that's I think that's how they said it. They said it in the trailer how to say it. Um, which is coming out at the start of September. Um, but yeah, we're gonna focus on those things for for just now. But that is us for the second episode, a uh, second episode proper of Delivery for Tony Stank. I've called it season one. So last week's episode was season one, episode one. This is season one, episode two. Uh, again, you can, I'm going to get sick of saying this, but you can follow me on Twitter uh, at DeliveryMCU where we can chat about the films, chat about the, the episodes, chat about anything Marvel. Um, there's going to be a Spider-Man trailer soon, I believe. So that'll be the next big thing that we'll chat about um and yeah yeah that's that's kind of it from us but guys <clears throat> once again thank you so much for your support over um all the different uh places that you can watch and listen so youtube obviously uh if you're watching just now um like the spotify that you may be listening on just now as well apple Podcasts, google podcasts we're also on amazon music as well <laughs> uh but again it, on our twitter on our bio you can get the link tree with all the links that you can hear us um you can download us on spotify or whatever you know if you want to listen to it at a different um a different time but um yeah again thank you so much guys and uh we will see you in the next one and uh yeah enjoy mm -hmm.